Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet Darky Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, he's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyano Kokraba. Now on today's message. Put your hands together for the Lord this morning. Oh. I don't know why, but I'm so excited because today I've been put aside to celebrate my father. Amen. Woo, amen. Yeah, my father in ministry. And uh, we have many fathers, but this one is a very dear father to me personally. Amen. Amen. And this morning we have reached a very important aspect of today's service. And I know that as the word of God comes, your life will never be the same. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, nothing is impossible with God. I want you to stand on your feet as we welcome the man of God, the official priest, Christian Ado. Give the Lord a shout of praise. It's impossible when you trust in His word. Up to the point of believing. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, close your eyes and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this morning. What a beautiful day you blessed us with the 21st of June, which happens to be the Father's Day. Precious Holy Spirit, I pray that your presence will move through all the households. Bless the hearts of your people as they honor fathers in their lives. Use me to be a blessing into the congregation those who are watching and those who are listening in Jesus mighty name and everyone say Amen I hope you are watching call your brother, call your sister and tell him or her that today is a special day the man of God is already ready to preach and I believe that God is going to bless us Hallelujah. How many enjoyed the worship, the praise, the minstrels? I tell you, today is a special day. Look at your neighbor in your house and tell your neighbor, today is a special day. And um, I want to dedicate this particular message to our father, the father of this ministry, our prophet, Daddy Ward Mills. Why don't you make a joyful noise unto the Lord? Your, your, your noise was not sustained enough. Hallelujah. You know, somebody will be wondering why we are making such a noise. But you know, if God blesses you with a father, a father who has been there all these years, without him, we are not. Who is a father? A father is someone who has brought you forth into something, into being. So some of us are blessed with biological fathers some are blessed with fathers in Christ some are blessed with fathers in the ministry and some are also blessed with fathers in sin and, and that's a shock 
And that somebody may be wondering, Bishop, why are you saying blessed with the Father in sin? Sometimes the sins that you find yourself in, if only you will come into the will of God, that sin at the time would be an immunization. So sometimes somebody becomes a father in sin, but through that, one day you look back and say, It was good. I went through this thing because now I have learned not to go there again. You see, but it's not something that God will want you to have. I believe that it's possible to live a life without sin. It is possible. And so my prayer this morning is that young people who are listening to me, God should help you to love him even from this age to the day that the Lord will call you. Hallelujah. And I've been sharing for the past two Sundays on this book called Those Who Accuse You by our father, the prophet. And I wanted to say that I'm not ashamed at all to preach and teach from this particular book because I see this book as a prophecy. You see, and I want us to turn our Bibles to Revelation chapter 1 verse 3. Revelation chapter 1 verse 3. This particular service is awesome. I mean, the, the worship alone has been something else. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of the prophecy or of this prophecy are you seeing it on the scripture it says that on the screen blessed is he that reads so as I'm reading I am blessed <laughs> I'm reading. Hmm? I'm reading too. and they that hear and those who are hearing me you are also blessed Amen. and the beautiful thing is that what you are hearing are words of prophecy you see, and Apostle John was saying this, but you see, if God was to allow the scripture to be written again, there are some books in the world today that will qualify to be considered as books of prophecy. Can I have an amen? amen. And so last week, if you remember, those of you who were listening to me, I read a scripture that was very important, Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8. And we are, we are on this. You know, Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 Bible says that So they read in the book In the law of God distinctly And gave the sense And caused them to understand the reading Can I have an amen in your home? The NLT says that They read from the book of the law of God And clearly explained the meaning of what was being read helping the people understand each passage so last week like i said the lord is leading me to do this to read this book of prophecy and to explain so i'm not just reading for you to hear but i'm reading to explain the aim is to explain are you understanding that and so ezra nehemiah were priests of God who had to explain the book of the Lord that had already been written. So I stand here today, just like last week, to read and explain to you this prophecy. And those who hearken to it, blessed are you. So today, I want to talk about the aims of the accuser. Hmm. The aims of the accuser. What is the aim of accusation? And what is the aim of the one who is accusing. You know, we all have seen from scripture that Satan is called the accuser in the midst of the brethren. Anytime you see people who used to be together and now something is trying to divide them, it should tell you that Satan has come to be around. There are mysterious purposes for accusing someone. These hidden intentions are not known to most Christians. And that is why I'm reading. That is why I'm sharing with you. If you understood what accusations do, you'll be very hesitant to accuse anyone. Accusations destroy people. See, that's why sometimes God, God would want to bless you, but Satan would jump on your shoulder and start saying things. Sometimes he will use your past. Sometimes Satan will use people who are close to you to speak things that are not true, but give you a wrong picture. Is accusations destroy relationships between people? 
the effects of these accusations are often permanent. So today I want to share out of the 15 aims or 15 purposes, I want to share just about 4, 5, 6, depending on what time we allow. But I'm going to give you all the points so that at least you are not able to hear everything as you go home or as you go through the week. You begin to meditate on the points. The points alone are powerful. What do you think about that? Number one. So, first purpose of accusation, number one, to degrade the accused person. So, the first purpose of every accusation is to degrade the accused person. This is first purpose. Purpose number two, hmm, to disgrace you or to disgrace the accused person. So if somebody is accusing you, one of the aims of the person is to disgrace you. The first is to degrade. The second is to disgrace. I would go into it. Because there is a difference. To degrade and to disgrace are two different things. Hmm. May the Lord deliver you from disgrace. Holy Spirit, thank you. The third purpose to make you fall into sin. So the the third purpose of an accuser or an accusation is to make you fall into that particular sin that you have been accused of. So for example, if you have been accused of fornication, the aim is to, if you were not, to get you to the point where you fornicate. If you have been accused of stealing, it is to get you to think about stealing. If the aim of the accusation is to make you feel you are not beautiful, you find yourself now living anyhow. After all, I am not beautiful. After all, I am not beautiful. And then you leave yourself like that. But listen, sister, you are beautiful. Brother, you are handsome. Beautiful and handsome. Are you understanding me? Look at your neighbor, shake your neighbor and tell your neighbor you are looking beautiful this morning. Yeah, you are very beautiful. Wonderfully and beautiful lady. Number four, purpose number four. Do you want to hear that one too? To generate hatred and bitterness in the accused. The fourth purpose is to generate hatred and bitterness in your life as someone who has been accused. So if Satan can get somebody to accuse you, one of his aims, which is the fourth I've mentioned today, is to get you to be bitter. And have hatred in your heart. So that now you don't even want to relate with anybody concerning this issue. Hmm. Ah. Jesus. I feel like singing a song. It's a prophetic song to somebody.
has said, he will bring it to pass. Are you understanding me? Some of you have given up because of accusations. Look, today I want to share some things from this book which is so touching. Look, some of you have been accused of stealing. Maybe you went to stay with your auntie and then there were a lot of children in the house and then something happened and they said, it's you. And you knew it was not you. And you can imagine how it has affected you since. There are some people who are quiet. You don't know why they are quiet, but if you should go into their lives, you'll be shocked how something has accused them in their lifetime. That's why this song is saying, The God that you have put yourself on and trusted in, He has finished. Bible said that faithful is He who has called you. Who also will do it? I'm here to encourage you. And I curse that spirit of accusation. Number five. The purpose of accusation is to bring about separation. Grace. To bring about separation. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Number six. The sixth purpose of accusation is to discourage and confuse you. To discourage and confuse you. Number seven. The seventh purpose of accusation. This is powerful. Pastor Richard. To turn a friend into an enemy. To turn a friend into an enemy. And that's how come you see a husband and wife. Before they married. Said I love you. You are the only mosquito in my net. I'll cross the Indian Ocean just to come and see you. You are the only sugar in my cocoa. A lot of nice things that you are giving to each other. You know, and when the, the, your, your beloved, your lady was going to sit in the car, you just take your time, open the door. I mean, should the door just hit her? You see how you put the door? I mean, a lot of things you do. But now, we, you come in front of the man of God, and the man of God blesses your marriage. And that day he said, Lord, I thank you. Even when you were supposed to talk about how God has been a blessing to you in the wedding, he said, Lord, I want to thank you. Excess love. You have given me the best of all husbands. The way you are talking. Now what happened? One year later. What happened? One year later. One year later. I cursed the day I met you. I regret meeting you. What happened? That Satan. He wants to get friends to become enemies. I remember a particular wedding that I was involved with. And they loved themselves so much. Seemingly, but after the wedding, less than three months, they had regretted marrying. Within one year, I, got, I had to travel somewhere to meet this couple, talk to them, and all that. Two days. After all that, nothing really seemed to have worked. They still insist that this one was saying that this one was saying this. Hey, friends had become enemies. All I could, I was trying to get them to see an accuser has come in, an accuser has come in, and this man would say, you know, I I heard that my my beloved was moving with this gentleman who is also a chorister, and they, they were seen at the supermarket, and I mean a lot of stories. And this one would say, you too, I hear that at your workplace where you work, plenty of stories that you don't know where it was going from. I see it was sneaking, sneaking ladder. Within one year, they are divorced. To turn a friend into an enemy. That is why those who are listening to me, don't take this message lightly. Because it's Satan's ultimate aim. And he's looking at you now. You look like somebody who is happy. But I said, look, if we cannot get somebody to accuse this young lady, at this time of her life, we'll target her marriage. Your husband can just accuse you because of a call you made. And you were just... Downtown. Hello. Yeah. Who are you talking to? You see? And then it becomes an issue. Oh. A friend is becoming an enemy. Amazing grace. Hmm. 
minus you. Eighth purpose of accusation. I'm not started preaching. I'm just giving you the points. I'm reading. To turn you into an accuser yourself. That's the aim. To be able to get you to appreciate how to accuse so that you yourself, you become an accuser. Don't you think Satan is bad? Pa? That's why you must learn karate to fight Satan. That's why you must learn wrestling to fight Satan. But I feel sad to say that Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Yeah. So how do you fight this evil spirit that seems to be affecting a lot of relationships and lives? It is through prayer. That is why those who are not praying during the flow service, that's why those who are not praying when we come for all night, you are missing it. Because anytime we come together to pray, we are targeting this enemy that is there to destroy relationships. To turn into an accuser yourself. The ninth purpose of accusation, to stop you in your tracks. To stop you in your tracks. My God, I wish I had all the time. But the tenth purpose of accusations to control you. Hey. Holy Spirit. God bless the prophet. The eleventh purpose of accusation. Do you want to know? Yeah. I don't feel it. Do you want to know? It's not those who in the studio I'm worried about. Those who are in your house. I said, do you want to know? Eleventh purpose of accusation is to induce fear. So, accusation is aimed at putting fear in you. So, by the time you realize, now you are afraid of a lot of things. You are afraid of even driving a car. Because when you went to drive a car and you hit the wall, somebody said, nothing that you do works. I just said, the car said, nothing that I do works. Since then, you have been paralyzed. I remember a young lady I met in a country somewhere. I was in that country for a while, just about maybe a week or two. And then the pastor, our pastor in that country, told me that there's this church member a young lady who doesn't seem normal and they've tried to talk to her he and the, the wife and the, the young lady is not responding but he was asking whether I could also talk to the young lady and I said no problem so I went to, they invited the young lady to their house, it's a story building and in the living room that was downstairs, so myself and the young lady alone it was around 6.37 p.m. And I started talking. And I said, young lady, I mentioned her name. Let us pray. She was very stiff. Nothing was moving her. It looked like she had been born like that. But something told me that this wasn't her. So after prayer, I started going into it. I said, you are going through a lot of things. And as I was talking, the Holy Spirit led me to start saying something about myself. I said, when I was in secondary school, one day, my teacher, are you listening to me? One day, my teacher, I was sitting at the back with a friend as he was teaching. And he claimed we were making noise. So he called my name and called this friend's name, whose name starts with Gene. Brother Gene. And then he said, you and this friend is dark he's a dark guy I mean black beauty or black handsomeness and and this teacher looked at the friend and he said you I went to a fancy school and, and he said you and he mentioned the friend's name and he said in fancy I own Tunde locomotive that means you are so dark a lo- locomotive smoke. I said, Oh my god. And he said, Oh, Christian. I went in there, baboon. That's me. I have made my face. I have made my face. How can I make my face? He said, I've made my face like a baboon. Baboon is a big brother of the monkey. <laughs> that day, 
An accusation hits me and it enters straight into my bloodstream. And I said, Oh, I didn't know I look like a bamboo. From that day, I said, I don't get involved with sports, I don't get involved with any entertainment. I don't get so I became withdrawn. So people didn't know why I had changed, but something had happened and made me become an introvert. As I was talking to this young lady, she began to cry. <laughs> I said, what is it? She said, Pastor, the same thing happened to me. I said, what happened to you? And she said, when I was in P2, my teacher gave us homework. And when I brought my homework, my teacher said, I, I am not good at all. So she, my teacher took a, a chalk and drew me on the board he said he drew me like a skeleton and said I will not amount to anything and the teacher said a lot of things and it affected me and since then even my parents didn't know why it has affected me I'm not able to come out so when she said that she began to cry I put her head on me and she went on me there were tears on my shoulder after that I called the pastor and her wife to come and we prayed for her. And from that day till now, there's somebody who is now a happy person. People who don't know that story don't know. But she's a happy person. She's a lady pastor. She's flowing with her husband. She's so happy around somewhere. I'm telling you, and it's always grateful for meeting this, having this encounter. Some of you have experienced such things. An accusation that has stopped something, stopped you in your track. But today, I'm here to encourage you. That accuser amongst you, that accuser sitting on your shoulder, that accuser that is tormenting you, we bind him in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen in your home. Cannot induce fear. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I think I'm I'm almost done. I've not been preaching, but it's working. It shows you how powerful the book is. So how many points do you have? 11 hmm. 12 purpose of accusation to weaken you so if you are a pastor to weaken the pastor to weaken the minister oh my god 13th purpose of accusation to deceive you hmm. and 14th purpose of accusation to stereotype you and the 15th which is the last I want to share is to destroy relationships can I have an amen Amen. alright so let me just try to work within these few minutes what I can and I'm believing God that you get the book yourself and go through because this is a must have so let's go to point number one the first purpose of accusations to degrade the accused person now accusations degrade you in your own eyes. Conrad, do you understand? Accusations make the accused person have a low estimation of himself. So when there's an accusation against you, the aim is to make you now begin to devalue yourself. To have a low estimation of yourself. You therefore lose the zeal to do well. The zeal to be good or to remain a good person goes after you have heard certain accusations. Like I gave you a scenario now. You say to yourself after all, they are not expecting anything good from me. I will just be myself. I do not care anymore. Once you are degraded, you are good for nothing. You are not useful for any great mission. This is where fathers come in. I'm sharing this because today is a father's day. This is where fathers come in. You see, this particular lady, I became like a father to her in birthing her out of this thing that had kept her in captivity into freedom, into liberty. This is where fathers come in. A father is someone who would step in and say, look, it doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter how your grace did not work. You can try it again. You can make it again. That's a father. Who are the fathers in your life? The prophet has been a father to me. There were times I felt low. And he said, Chris, it's not over. 
until it's over. feel the presence of God is moving through the home. Some of you are already in tears. Yes. But the Lord is healing you. He knows your name. <laughs> that he could assume my kid He knows your name. Sing it to somebody who is watching. He sees he sees that Somebody come on. I have a maker. He calls me his own. He calls me his own. He'll never leave me. Sing it to Jesus. No, no. He will never leave me. No matter where I go. Come on. No
see then whether I would have diarrhea every Saturday for the rest of my life. I was so scared to preach on Sundays. My critics and accusers will line up and sit on the second row to assess my calling. My hands would shake as I held the microphone. I experienced tremors as though I was suffering from Parkinson's disease. Whilst I preached, one look at their faces was enough to dry up my mouth. There would be no more saliva in my mouth and I would need to drink water desperately to moisten my mouth. Otherwise, my tongue could no longer move within my mouth. Sometimes, someone would have to get water for me urgently during the sermon. And I was also abused and accused of being interested in this particular girl who would give me water. One day, I had a vision and saw myself in a boxing ring, boxing away against an opponent. And so I suddenly realized who I was fighting with. Aha, who was he? Who was she? A prominent lady and a church member. The Lord revealed to me this person and some others were fighting against me with their tongues. So he said to me, cast out the scorner and strife and contention will go away. And so I did exactly that and dismissed the leader of my accusers. He went out of the church and most of the accusers left as well. After getting rid of the accusers, I became stronger. I became stronger. I became stronger. I became stronger. This is what the Bible teaches. And today, it's like a story. Our father who is being moved all over the world by God, being a blessing, right from the beginning, the accusation that came at him was to abort his ministry. If he had stopped, where would you have been? That's why I feel sad when people think that oh, I can't do without him. Oh, pan on your fear. Strength comes when you cast away accusers. I do not become more anointed or experienced pastor immediately, but I did become stronger by not having them around me. Those accusations could have driven me out of the ministry as they were intended to. I would never have written this book and you would never have benefited from this ministry. Are you understanding that? So I want to read the second point. We are going and then my time is up. We stop. Oh, thank God for the prophet. Second purpose of accusations. To disgrace you. Accusations also disgrace the accused. In the sight of others. In the sight of others. Grace. The accusation is meant to disgrace you in the sight of others. The other one is to degrade you in your own sight, but now to disgrace you in the sight of others. Satan wants to disgrace you through accusations. How? Have you not noticed that when someone is accused, for instance, of a crime and has to defend himself, he's usually disgraced? Defending yourself in court is usually a disgraceful experience. You are never the same after the accusations have come and gone. Somehow, people believe that the accusations were true. They think you escaped on technicalities. For example, Michael Jackson was accused of child molestation. He went to court for several weeks. Even though he was acquitted of all these charges, he is not the same person. The shine and the glimmer on him have dimmed. As your reputation is blackened, people cannot receive from you. Your ministry is perverted and prevented from spreading. Fewer and fewer people want to listen to you. They believe you are an evil person. As many as received him, Bible says that he gave power. In order to receive the power, you must receive the person. So if that person is blackened and made out to be evil, how can you receive him? And that's the, that's the aim of the enemy. To make you feel so disgraced in front of people that now they cannot receive from you. That's why Satan targets pastors. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. But we bind every spirit of accusation. Now listen to this particular scenario. I remember a man of God who experienced unrelenting accusations from his own wife. She was obsessed. There are levels of sessions. There is obsession. There is suppression. There is opposition. 
and there is possession. These are levels. She was obsessed with the possibility of him having affairs with several women in the church. So one day, God gave him a vision in which he revealed, God revealed to this man of God that this man of God was being attacked by a spirit of disgrace. In this vision, he found himself in the toilet. Listen to me carefully. He found himself in the toilet like every other person and attending to a call of nature. It happened that while still attending to this call of nature, he had a distinguished visitor whom he respected very much. Surprisingly, in the vision, surprisingly, his wife brought this honorable visitor to the toilet to see him. You are saying, ah. The whole room smelled terribly. I said, that's for everyone else. Don't be looking at me like that. And her husband was very embarrassed. He asked for the visitor. So you can imagine you are there and you hear, who is it? And then this honorable person, it is me, Mr. So-and-so. Please take a seat, I'm coming. And the wife said, stand there, stand there. He asked for the visitor to be made to wait elsewhere. But his wife insisted that the person stand just outside the toilet and speak to him from there. This poor husband had to speak from behind the door to this honorable guest who was made to stand in the terribly smelling area. So in the vision, the husband was so embarrassed by this experience. So when he woke up, that's why for some weeks now I have been teaching about dreams. Don't take your dreams lightly. When he woke up, he realized that he was encountering a spirit of disgrace in his life which wanted to embarrass him for no evil done. Yeah. I also remember years ago when a great evangelist had planned the crusade for Ghana. His forerunner was in the country. Forerunner means that somebody who was to come and set up the place, maybe like a crusade director, and stayed in a hotel that my father owned. One of the pastors of our city came in to meet this crusade director. Unfortunately, this Ghanaian pastor spent a long time blackening the reputation of one of the seasoned ministers of the city. So as we passed by, we had snippets of their conversation. For every second that went by, the reputation of this senior minister was blackened with soot from this other pastor's mouth. From the kind of things that were said about him, he would only look like a spiritual gollywog. The aim of accusations is to ensure that you will never be received. But God, I prophesy to you, will ensure that you are received at the places where you are in the name of Jesus. Your ministry cannot be hindered by any human being. God is above everything and he will bring his will to pass in spite of all that is said about you. That is why Bible said, if God be for you, who can be against you? Shake your neighbor and tell your neighbor, if God be for you, who can be against you? Don't be afraid of coronavirus. You are wearing a mask. So shake your neighbor again and say, if God be for you, who can be against you? Wow. Third purpose of accusations. This morning is a beautiful Sunday morning. To make you fall into sin. Now maybe I may be ending with this or the next one. (laughs) All are powerful. After being accused and degraded, many develop a low esteem and actually begin to do the things people that is accusers expect of them. This is so when you're accused, now it gets to a point where now you say, Look, whatever they say, they should say. If they say I'm doing it, then I'm not going to prove to them that I'm doing it. And, that, and that's something that Satan does. He gets you to the point where you just lose yourself. Say, Look, I am tired. Whatever they want to say. They say, I'm lazy. Okay, I'll be lazy more. They say, I like sleeping. I, I'm not going to, I'm going to do masters in sleeping. They say I don't care. 
see. So now, and that's the aim of Satan to get to the point where it's like, now I'm going to do it even and do it more. You remember when I read to you two weeks ago in Second Samuel chapter six, right from verse twelve through to twenty-three. David was coming with his people. They were dancing. And then when he got home, his wife, Michal, said, Look at you. Look at you. You were dancing before the handmaidens. And you just exposed yourself. He said, I'm going to do it more. It's almost like, look, is that what you are saying? I'm even going to do it more. Hmm. Bible says in Proverbs 23, verse 7, For as a man thinketh in his heart... So is he. Think about that scripture. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That scripture should have meant for us he thinketh. You see, how can he think in your heart? So he said, For us he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So it should have been for us he thinketh. As he thinketh. In his heart, so is he. So if Satan can get you to think in a particular way, in your heart, so are you. I block every satanic agenda against you. Satan's clever plan now begins to work. So you find yourself doing the evil that was spoken about you. This is why experienced people do not even bother to listen to certain accusations. And that is why when you experience, you don't listen to some of these journalists who want to accuse you, want to pick you up. Because they know what to do. They want to just blaspheme you. And even paint pictures that are not true. It is not that they are arrogant, but these things tend to push you towards an intended target. I remember counseling a pastor who was married to an accusatory and insecure woman. This pastor told me tearfully how his wife constantly suspected him of having affairs with ladies in the church. He said to me, I love my wife and I'm not having an affair with anyone. For years, their marriage continued swinging through the highs and the lows created by one accusation after another. Are you listening to me? The pastor narrated how one day, his wife was approached by someone. Listen to this thing carefully. Not too long ago, I met somebody who was, whose wife was also trying to narrate to me a similar thing. I said, hey, there's nothing new under the sun. The pastor narrated to a prophet how one day his wife was approached by someone who had had a vision that her husband had had an affair with someone in the church. So somebody has had a vision that your husband is having an affair with the church. And the person comes and says, hey, be careful. Have you seen this sister? Sister Shwanda. She's having, she's having an affair. I saw it in a dream. And because of that dream, look at what the lady began to do. With tears in his eyes, he told me that his wife believed the lady wholeheartedly and actually arranged a meeting with the visionary for him to discuss her vision of his adulterous affair. So I mean the wife said, hey, if you think what I'm saying is true, I'm even going to call this person who had a vision and then listen to him yourself. So the pastor told me how he was totally embarrassed by this encounter. He lamented how could my wife believe this vision and actually arrange the meeting? She does not believe nor trust me then. So one day, I said to the wife, if your husband ever has an affair with anyone, I would blame you. You have done the work of Satan and accused him, suspected him, and disgraced him for years. And I also said to her, if your husband does ever have an affair, my love and respect for him will not change. He has withstood your withering accusations for years and I do not even know how he has survived. She did not seem to understand what I was saying. So I continued. Because you have accused him for so long, ah, it will be your greatest victory to see your husband or for your husband to actually sleep with someone. Because what you are trying to say for people to accept that what you are saying is right, you are praying that it should happen. 
may bump us on my chinada. May bump us one day. May bump us so that people will know that my dream is true. I'm praying that so that people will know that my vision. Don't let me insult you. Don't let me insult you. When the things come in, then something says, take your time. <laughs> this would vindicate you and prove that you have been right all along. And this is a common but amazing reality. The accuser actually wishes that the accusations come true so that she will be proved right in the eyes of the people she has made her claims to. Semikaya. Eventually, after many years, can you imagine, this pastor did end up having a sexual encounter with a lady who was not even one of the suspected persons. The pastor explained to me, I was so low. I thought my wife did not love me and that she actually hated me and this drove me into the arms of this lady who was welcoming and kind to me in times like that you have such people that Satan has pushed Satan has pushed to come and welcome you Satan eh You are a thief, you are a thief. Me, I'm a thief. And then Satan will set up a something for you. And the day that you are broke, and then that day, you are counting money in the church as a treasurer. And then something happened. There was a thunder, and everybody ran away. It was left with you. And then that day, something. And that's how people just get to do the things that they have been accused for a long time may the Lord deliver you naturally this pastor was devastated and his ministry was greatly affected I felt so sorry for this minister because he had fallen prey to a clever sustained long term strategy of the devil dear friend watch out for accusations they are having an effect that you cannot imagine the scripture teaches that accusations weaken you and take away your power and so it is time to silence the accuser. No one can flourish in the presence of accusers. Hallelujah. Are you ready? All these things is that something. Oh. Out of the 15, I tell you, all of them are powerful. I don't know which one to choose. Okay, let me go to point number four. Fourth purpose of accusation, which is to generate hatred and bitterness in the accused. Now, I'm finishing with this. Satan's aim is to induce a spirit of hatred in your heart. Once you are full of bitterness, many other evils will grow. It is natural to hate your accusers. Isn't it also? It takes supernatural grace to love your accusers. Someone who has been accusing you are, and you have to love the person. <laughs> Every minister experiences this temptation. Every minister experiences this temptation. Listen, once there is hatred and unforgiveness in your heart, a door is open through which Satan will bring things like disease, death, and other difficulties. Many ministers have hatred within them for someone. Usually they have not forgiven someone for things said against them. This person may be an associate, a church member, or even a journalist. But this is just a trap to push you into unforgiveness. I have seen ministers trembling with hatred for church members who departed with a string of accusations. Don't forget that Satan wants to fill your heart with bitterness. It is a long term strategy of the devil to finish you off. And this morning I end with this and 
my prayer is that God will help deliver you from the spirit of accusation. It's one of the weakening powers of the devil. But as we block it, Satan cannot succeed against you. Lift up your hands with me wherever you are. Begin to thank God for this particular word that has come to you. Thank him for bringing a revelation that will change your life forever. Pray that God will also deliver you from being an accuser yourself. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Can I hear prayers in the studio in the name of Jesus? Can I hear prayers in your home in the name of Jesus? Prayer, prayer. One minute, two minutes prayer. Lift up your voice in the studio. Can I hear prayer? Block every satanic agenda to accuse you. In the name of Jesus, we come against every accusation that has been released into our spirit, into our soul, like a seed that seems to be affecting us. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray heal and deliver. Heal everyone who is listening and watched today's message of accusation. Many people have been weakened. Many people have been degraded. Many people have been disgraced. But I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are healing them right now. In the name of Jesus. Every eye closed. If you are not born again, I want you to know that it's one of the strategies of the enemy to resist you from going to heaven. Heaven is a place that God has prepared for those who love him. Why would you watch such a message and listen and then not give your life to Jesus? Jesus is calling you. He's standing at the door of your heart and knocking. If only you open your heart, he will come in. I want to give you that opportunity. You want to say, Bishop Christ, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Wherever you are, if you can close your eyes, please close your eyes. If you can't because you're driving, because you're somewhere you cannot, that's okay. But pray this after me. And I want the whole church to join. Wherever you are, say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. All my sins. I confess and accept you I confess and accept as my Savior and my Lord. As my Savior, my Please Lord. write my name, Please write my name in, the book of life. in the book of life. From today, From today I, am born again. I am born again. I will serve you, will serve all, you. all the days of my life. Of Thank, my you, life. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. For receiving Say after me, Satan. Satan. From today, From today you, are no you, are no you are no longer my master. You are no longer my master. I am no longer your servant. I am no longer your Jesus has set me free Jesus, I've said and, I'm free. Free and I'm free indeed thank you father thank you father, for hearing my prayer for hearing my prayer in jesus name in jesus name. Amen. amen father i pray for all those who give their life to christ help us as a church to help them to be established so they can serve you all the days of their lives in jesus mighty name and somebody say amen why don't you give clap jesus clap 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 for jesus clap for jesus hallelujah at this point I want us to take communion So get your communion ready now Oh Jesus You're worthy to be praised Brothers, sisters We are one And our lives Get your bread, get your wine Something good is going to happen In the spirit We are young And we'll live for Forever, oh, sons of God, hear His holy word. Gather Get your bread. The table of the Lord. All of us in the studio have our bread. Body, at your home, blood, take your bread and we'll sing a song of love. Hallelujah! 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 Anytime we take the bread, what we believe is, is that we are eating the body of Jesus. What it also means is that you see, less like you eat meat and the meat is digested in your body and it begins to have an effect on your body. If it's a good meat, it will have an effect. If it's a bad meat, you get sick. I believe that if Jesus could not be sick and we are eating his body, that means you are eating something that would help your body. Are you understanding me? So as you take this body, this bread which is becoming the body of Jesus by through this prayer as you take it in you are allowing Jesus' body to mix up with yours the intelligence that you did not have 
that Jesus has is being exchanged. Jesus' intelligence is becoming your intelligence. Jesus' health is becoming your health. Jesus' strength is becoming your strength. Lift it up and say the body of Jesus. And eat it now. overcame him by the blood and the blood was used to mark the gates of God's people so that when the spirit of destruction was to move around when he sees the blood he will pass over the blood can preserve the blood has the power to heal the blood has the power to heal I said the blood has the power to heal the blood has the power to heal somebody is sick by this blood may you receive your healing the blood has the power. You know what? Satan sometimes moves on the road and wants accidents to happen. But because he sees people who are mad with the blood, he's not able to. May the blood of Jesus that you're drinking now mark you and exempt you from every destruction in the name of Jesus. I love this. Bible says that Paul helped us to understand that the communion, which is the wine, is also called the cup of blessing. So anytime we drink the communion, the wine, you are drinking blessing. Lift it up and say the blood of Jesus. Say the cup of blessing. And drink it now. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for loving us so much and allowing your lovely son, your only begotten son, Jesus, to come all the way from heaven to earth to come and die for us. And he shed his blood and by this, we believe that the communion we have taken has had a great impact on our lives. My prayer for everyone who took the communion, that from today till we meet again on Sunday to take communion, may they journey in the strength. In Jesus' mighty name. And God's people shout aloud, Amen. Alright, please take your seat. Wherever you are, I want you to take a special offering today. Take out a very special offering. Second offering, I want to say, Lord, I thank you for bringing this word to me. I want to thank you for how far you have brought me. I want everybody to take a very good offering. Take out 100 CDs. Take out 100 CDs. Take 200 CDs. Take 50 CDs. Those who can handle 20 CDs, be at your level. But there are levels. If you have an income that is in the thousands, you are supposed to give a thousand. And God will bless you. If you have an income in the hundred, you can give hundred cities, two hundred cities. And God is going to bless you. Take out your offering and let's pray. Wait. If you have taken your offering, I want you to add your tithe. For some of you, you are sending by Momo. So you are going to add your tithe and say offerings and tithe. And the Momo numbers are flowing on the screen. You are seeing it on the screen. That is 0509302 This is one of the Momos. 0593025215 and another one is 0507805087565111 I'm not looking on the screen I'm saying it because I usually give so give now 0508756511 that's the Vodafone if you want to give the MTN it's also on the screen you can see 059-302-5215 Give it now You don't know how to do it Learn how to do it I get surprised when it gets to offering and type People say I don't know what to do I don't know what to do But you know how to search for pornography You know how to search for all those other things Please don't be, be misbehaved Do it very fast Quickly And lift up your phone and let's pray Lift it up Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone that is giving their offering. If you also have cash, lift it up. Put it in an envelope and you are going to give. Father, I ask that every seed that is being sown today into this atmosphere of your presence will bring forth a hundredfold blessing. In Jesus' mighty name. And God's people say, Amen. been blessed for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers 0273-240-449-0540-774941. Stay blessed.
like you.